Welcome back. I'm Brandon, the Game Master. We're playing Dungeons and Dragons 3.5, Cradle of the World. So we'll go ahead and have our players introduce themselves and the characters they're playing, starting with Chris. Hi, I'm Chris. I'm playing Casimir, the uh, fighter wizard, and uh, I'm excited to head back to Cradle. I'm Travis. I'm playing Graham, the rogue. Also excited to head back to Gradle. Wow. <laughs> Power up. <laughs> I'm Justin. I'm playing Rohan, who really doesn't care about going back to Gradle. <laughs> That's why you lived up in the tower. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to open a mall, hang out in a parking lot. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm going to be the guy that, that wanders out in the woods and no one ever sees him again. This is all stupid. You guys are stupid. <laughs> Sorry, John. <laughs> I'm John. I'm playing Fenrith, who is relieved to be heading back to Cradle. All right. So as our session ended last time, we had a battle, an aerial battle against some um, smaller blue dragons. And our heroes were uh, able to overcome those. Those dragons were smaller than their the rocks, and so they proved to be... Um, not not too great of a challenge. There was a larger dragon, one that's of a size with their rocks that had arrived and then departed. And two of the dragons they fought fled out of sight. And there was a battle going on between a bunch of different colored dragons far to the west, as far as their eyes are able to see a giant mesa that dominates the horizon and dragons fighting in the air above it. But the heroes, once the dragons had fled and they were victorious, they had uh, turned towards home to the east. And as they flew that way, um, a massive cloud bank had rolled in from the north and uh, lightning sort of had begun to strike from it. Uh, but it was different than normal lightning. This was uh, had a purple tinge to it and it um, was much thicker and moved slower. And it reminded Casimir sort of of the way that, you know, uh, seams can be underground uh, or seams, uh, precious metals and things like that. The way it looked is it forked sort of like lightning, but moving too slowly. Anyway, that had begun to strike out at the landscape as the session ended last time. And that's where we pick up now with them um, moving east and gaining elevation because in their uh, in the their homeland before this landscape that they fly over existed, the homeland ended at the rock cliffs and these are massive uh, cliffs that tower you know high into the sky and the uh, top edge of that is far above the current elevation that you're flying at. Um, but that's the direction you're going. Um, so that's where we'll pick it back up. As you're uh, flying, the rocks have sort of uh, gathered into formation. I mean, none too close, but generally flying as a as a team towards this massive cliff to the east. And the fog, or not fog, but the cloud bank had rolled in, and it wasn't 
enveloping you, but uh, it's not long before it, it actually does reach you, these clouds. They're moving deceptively fast, um, and these are extremely thick, um, dark, silvery, uh, billowy clouds. It sort of reminds you, as they roll across the landscape, uh, of, the, of a, a wave crashing on shore, um, where as you look at it and you see the edge of it that's closest to you sort of uh, recede and become a little smaller just for a larger cloud to come up behind it. And now it, from your vantage point, you can see that it's rolling right across the, the ground but also high into the sky. So it's not a weather pattern any of you have ever seen before. Now, up ahead of you, uh, miles away still, is that cliff. And so you've been going at a steady upward angle to reach those cliffs. These are the rock cliffs where the rocks um, usually congregate and have their nests and stuff. So um, that's where you're headed for right now. so what you're looking at is suddenly, as you move, um, the wind increases, and now you're in like a windstorm level, and uh, luckily your rocks are big enough that um, it's not much of a problem for them. And if you remember when you had uh, traveled across the ocean earlier, um, you went through a worse storm, at least what you're experiencing right now. But uh, so they don't, your rocks, you know, they, they just move along and they don't seem disturbed by it. But uh, visibility has now decreased. And so in just a matter of what seems like seconds, you go from being able to see that cliff ahead of you to not being able to see it. And then a few seconds beyond that, can't see each other anymore. So, um, some of you guys had taken various wounds and, you know, none of you were at full health. Um, and your rocks had done the, had decided to turn towards home without your command. Um, and you guys had decided to just let them do that because you wanted to go there anyway. Uh, and now once again, with, without needing input from you, as the visibility decreases, they just sort of slowly close ranks. And so now, We'll we'll pick it up and put you under your your characters under your control with your rocks flying basically wing tip to wing tip now. So you can still just barely make out the the shadow of the harness where you know your companions sit on their rocks, but you can't see each other personally. And you can tell that you're moving at an upward um you're you know angle but that's the extent of the what you can see now so um fenrith so there are um we've got uh gyre tempest and riven are flying you know next to each other with uh gyre in the center and then um fenero is behind gyre and you had seen that image of Coralon getting stabbed, and then you felt that absence in your deep in your soul. It's one of those situations that you never realized that you felt it, 
until it was gone, but you'd always felt this connection to him and suddenly it's gone. And so you're sort of in a fugue state. Um, you're not so far able to rouse yourself to care much about anything. And so generally you're just strapped into your harness and, you know, staring off into space. But um, as you guys move along, just for the briefest moment, um, you feel like a flicker there, but then it's gone again. And it's so quick, you're not sure that you can trust that it actually happened. But So uh, what do you guys do while you're uh, waiting for your rocks to take you back home? Anything you wanted to do? <laughs> uh, I'm going to try and focus on uh you know praying and com trying to commune as uh all the way back to see if there's if i can discern whether i really felt something and if i don't then i'll fall into deeper despair <laughs> all right so fenrith why don't you give me in the tower a fall into despair <laughs> yeah no, give me a knowledge religion. This happened the last time you were on the rock, only it was just because you could take a single move action because you were sick. Yeah. And you were yeah. also despaired. <laughs> <laughs> Clerics don't fly. <laughs> well, we do. We're just not very good at doing it. That's a question. Have we overcome that in that time we spent uh, last time flying around, Brandon? What? Uh, air sickness. Oh yeah, I think yeah, the air yeah, sickness yeah. was due to that storm, wasn't it? Getting yeah, yeah. lots of up and down. It was like blowing us all around, all crazy like. Well, and you hadn't ever flown, flown before, yeah. but now you you. Uh, I thought I had. It was like one of the first things we were doing. Uh, the storm just made it worse. That split us up. Well, yeah, because like, or split you off, anyways, Finra. Yeah. It, yeah, I think it. I think it was. I think John's right that it was the storm because, like, when it all cleared, he was all like sick, depressed, uh, yeah. <laughs> and he was puking. Yeah, and he... we were making jokes about birds getting stuck in his puke. <laughs> Brown was all like, "All right, what are you gonna do?" And John was like, "I'm sick. I don't care about anything." He's like, "All right, you crash into an island." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I won't fall that deep into despair. I do like my Well, rock. Cradle Cradle was an island, so maybe you'll crash back home. <laughs> I'll go and raise my own church. You already did that. No, I thought I had... Uh, last time I remember, I had appointed somebody to continue you appointed to them. Lead, Doesn't that... <laughs> lead the flock. Doesn't that make it your flock? But yeah, now I've got to go and raise it to the ground because our God is Oh, dead. you're not raise, raise with a Z. Okay. Yeah, other raise. All right, you got a bunch of pagans flying with you, so we'll go do that. <laughs> <laughs> Are we within speaking distance of each other? No, I mean, the, the wind, wind is too, yeah. Yeah, too yeah, loud. I don't even think we can see each other. Yeah. We're just the, the rock wings of our, our neighbor, neighboring rock. Well... What would Graham do? Dude, he'd try to play a shop. <laughs> or read a book. <laughs> or read a book. I was thinking about that minotaur we left back there. Probably took over the whole village by now. Um, all right, Graham. Let me have... 
Minitar. Well, I did make an oath that from where the sun now stands, I will suffer no orcs or minotaurs to live. Everybody actually, except for, yeah, everybody in the tower, give me the hero, hero craft roll. Now I'm going to dye my armor to a, uh, a dark shade and I'll hang out in the tower back home with, uh, with Rohan just oh, okay. uh, inflicting light wounds on myself and him. to be here? Yeah. Nah. Hang out in the mall parking lot with Rohan. Smoke some cloves. Yeah. We'll just generally be die. sad. That's just it. <laughs> yeah, man. Try <laughs> nothing. How does someone's god die before them? No one should see this. Hey, Justin, I, uh, I can't hear John very well at all. Oh. Chris, Brandon, can you hear him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear him fine. I can hear him. It's like mine's... Fine. Oh, there we go. I think my headphones must have not been connected. Yeah, the connections are starting to get a little loose, so... Mm. Tighten them up. That's not good on that. That's a bit too expensive. I don't think it's the connection to the thing. I think it's where the mm. the oh the, on the headphone itself. Yeah, the adapter. Uh, yeah, on the cord. We might need to get new headphones anyway. Just play it over the speakers. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be fun. <laughs> okay. So, um, oh wow. So all of you. Even you, Fenrith, so you're trying to focus on this, um, you know, you're trying to pray and you know, dig through your knowledge of religion to find some hope. But um, as you keep getting distracted, and all of you, as you're flying, you can't see anything, and so there's nothing to do. And uh, you just start to notice that there's, like, you're getting a sense that it's hard to explain that your um, rock is trying to communicate with you. So you'd look and see, um, you know, because where you rest, its head's actually quite a ways away. Um, but but the feathers, you know, along the back of its neck, they're moving in a way that doesn't fit with the wind, you know, almost like they're doing it on purpose. And, and so all of you, um, as you look at that, you start to, you start to really think that you almost understand that it's trying to say something to you, you know, like a baby babbling, but you almost yeah can understand what it's what it's trying to say so uh as you go along it just seems to you like you've remembered something it's like one of those occasions where you see that and you notice it and then you realize that this is something you understood before and but you can't quite piece together um what it, what they're trying to say but it just suddenly makes perfect sense to you that they can communicate and they have and and that you should know what they're trying to say mm. um so that's what you experience as you're moving and then uh the wind picks up even more and you can you can just uh you get that sensation of rising they uh are masters at this and so they've just found an updraft and their wings don't need to work and suddenly you start shooting up uh very quickly at that upward angle but um, now the sky flashes as these odd 
lightning bolts start um, streaking through the sky pretty close to you. And uh, like lightning, um, they are um, there is thunder as well, but this is another odd difference because it sounds more like a bell than thunder. And it's, you know, really loud because it's really close. So um, let me do some rolls here. Okay. Okay, Graham. So as you're focused on this um, and you're just, you know, sitting in your harness or whatever, uh, suddenly one of these purplish bolts strikes uh, Jire. Okay. I will have been in the middle of trying to talk or communicate back. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, depends on what happens next. All right, do a reflex save. Are you trying to mimic the ruffling of your own feathers? Mm, no, I was trying to, I was talking to Jire like I understood what she said. Mm. So I didn't uh, embarrass myself. All right. So just owing to some, uh, unnatural or supernatural ability to sense that danger is near, you manage to get your eyes closed just in time so that you don't lose your vision when this lightning bolt uh, slams into Jire. And you watch her, um, where it hit her, you know, up on her neck, a little ways forward of you. Uh, It's like, you know, when you first set paper on fire and it's not actually fire, but it's still consuming some of the paper. That's what the feathers look like there. And, um, you know, that, that lightning, um, it doesn't f- doesn't really feel the same, doesn't smell the same, but it does sort of, you, you can sense that it impacted more of the body than just where it hit, you know, so it like streaks through. But um, her head, you know, she lets out a shriek, but then her head, you know, sort of droops forward and you can tell that she's not all with it. So you're going to have to make a hero craft to pilot her properly. All right. So, yeah, you grab hold of the, you know, reins, so to speak. And so you start, you know, giving commands and, you know, you know where to touch and whatever. But um, that snaps her out of it and she writes herself and continues on. Um, now, um, let's see one more. All right. So uh, Riven is struck by this lightning as well. A different one. All right. But... Um, so you'll need to make a reflex save, Casimir, and uh, do one for nice. All right, so Casimir, you are also able to you, you just whether by luck or just skill, you um, your vision is not you you don't lose your vision. You know you have your eyes closed right at the right time, but then um, Rohan and Fenrith, you're both going to need to make reflexes as well because this. Uh, this lightning bolt is much thicker, and it actually jumps to your rocks. And I'll do the saves for your rocks, but there. Ooh, do what you do. Roll <clears throat> one. Roll the two. But it's a good thing I'm insulated against lightning. Oh yeah, that's right. It's purple lightning, though, Rohan. <laughs> yeah, I don't care about the color. I'll absorb it all. All right. Um, yeah, so this, uh, so Rohan, this does strike you, um, but not Fenrith. So Rohan, this hits you, uh, and it's just the weirdest thing because it's like it, it, 
arcs into you, sort of like lightning would, but then it just like washes over you and it stays for what seems like, you know, it seems to you like 10 seconds, 10 full seconds, and it's covering you. And you guys can see actually who can look over like in, you know, Rohan is a beacon in the dark now. And he's yeah. got this bluish purple light arcing all over him. Um, and uh, Rohan, you feel once it once it's gone, you get this odd sensation like something has happened, but you can't tell what. You don't take any damage, but you you feel like it. There's more to it than than is immediately noticeable. But then it's gone. Okay. So uh, let's see who got. All right, so Rohan make a the hero craft. Mm. And you two, um, Fenrith. That one I can do. Mm. All right, that's enough. So, you know, <laughs> for for Fenero, it um, it just takes a little bit of coaxing, and you get her back. You know, flying on the straight and narrow, so to speak, and then um, off you guys go. So as you move, uh, as you continue on, the wind picks up, and this lightning continues striking all around. Let me make sure. You no no more no more of these hit you or your your rocks. But all right, so then um, so they keep striking all around, and you're you're you know every time you're certain it's the next one's going to hit you, but it doesn't, and you move on, and um, and then eventually you can see underneath you the uh, stone top of those rock cliffs as you um, break over the edge of that barrier. And uh, start moving towards home. Now it's like a, it's an immediate um, change in the weather. That suddenly you're in clear skies. You can look behind you and you can see the whole world in that direction is covered by black, silver clouds. But um, ahead of you, you see the angry mountain towering up into the sky, and you can see the um, cliffs below you. And just beyond that, you can see the hills. And then uh, beyond that, you can see the forest. Things do look a little different now, though. Um, from your elevation, you can just make out the village where it rests atop the um, cliff overlooking the the beach. And you can see that it's like um, almost dusk, but you can still see well enough that uh, some of the fishermen who stayed out longer than normal. Maybe they were having a rough day or a really good day. It's usually what that means. And they're making their way back to the beach, you know, to get back to the village with their daily catch. And then you've got the forest. And if you remember, um, there had been quakes and a lot of that forest had just been knocked flat. Do you guys remember that? Mm-hmm. Well, whatever happens... You don't. You're not sure, but that's not the case anymore. All all the the forest looks as it did for most. You know your childhood. All the trees are standing strong and thick down there in the bowl, in between the mountains and the hills of your village. Um, but as you look to the horizon, just beyond the angry mountain to the north, things look a little different there. Um, now, where there had been a plain before, you see more trees, a lot more trees. And it seems to you, um, 
at least in that one little direction, that one little section of the horizon you can see that's not obstructed by the mountain. It seems like the forest goes on forever, and that's different. Um, what else can you see that's different? Uh, the village itself is way different. Uh, it's still in the same place, obviously, but uh, it seems to have grown a lot. Um, you can see many more homes. And as a matter of fact, you can you can see what looks to be the uh, beginnings of a stone wall that's being built. Now, where Cradle Village rested was um, atop uh, these hills, that's the best way to describe it, that go from the rock cliffs all the way to where Cradle is situated atop these hills couple hundred feet above the coast above the beach and cradle was you know on that cliff and the house of the heroes was closest to the edge of it so you had a good view of the beach and in this area where cradle is situated was flat flat hills like plateaus but you know it's hard to say if it was that way naturally or if it was made that way over time of you know people constructing on it or whatever, but um, relatively flat. And then to the south of Cradle Village, uh, on those hills, when you get to the edge, you look down into the bowl of the, where the forest was. And that's where you guys, that's the way it looked for most of your life. But now uh, more of that space is taken up by homes and walls starting to be constructed, which is a little odd because um, it's a straight drop off pretty much. I mean, you, it's still passable. You guys walk down to the floor of the forest, but but on the north uh, or the south towards the beach, it's a straight drop-off. So it's hard to understand why a wall's being built since you sort of live atop an unassailable position, but that's what they're doing. Um, but that's what you can see now as you move toward toward the village. And you'd get to your home first, and you know that there are... Uh, spaces for your rocks there, sort of stable, like uh, corral as a, as sort of a good perch. way to put it. Yeah. Perch for them where they can rest outside the home of the heroes. Um, and then beyond, and then beyond that was the village. But if you don't want to go straight home, just let me know what you want to do. Straight home sounds good to me. Um, I think I'd be kind of lost in thought trying to figure out if this wall of, thunderclouds that we left behind was magical or not. Yeah, and we know Fenris and Rohan are want to go to the welcoming committee right off the bat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, silly me, yeah. Um, Casimir, do a knowledge. Yeah, do a knowledge arcana. But spellcraft would also maybe work depending on what it is. Well, it's uh, yeah, do that too. That's like the strange effects. But yeah, I'll just be trying to work on a theory on what I think that might be. All right, so you wrote that for. I guess we can see each other now too. So I guess I'll uh, do the hand talk 
or the mirror or whatever it is to my fellow uh, fellow brothers here and see if they like I, I'll I'll motion that I want to go back to the house. <laughs> yeah, I have no interest in going into the town. Yeah, Graham called that one, right? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you have a mother? Yeah, I think that the house I do, but would be the stuff. <laughs> I'm not really in any hurry. Well, yeah, I want to make sure nobody moved any of my stuff. So here's the fun part. We could have to uh, do a landing because they have rules for that, sort of, which is if we don't move our forward minimum speed, we land or we fall, right? So that we could we could have that... Uh, Oh, what was it? The top gun trying to land on the carrier? Yeah. Oh, man. I hated that so much. Here you get the new uh, maid or butler. So you mean that some... we're only going yeah. to crash into the ocean? Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys can. I landed that stuff no problem. <laughs> I don't That's think I ever happened. made the damn carrier. I don't think I understood what I, exactly I was supposed to do. Oh, they just, it, you're basically tapping A or B when they tell you to. To speed up or slow down. Yeah. Well, Brandon, I think we're in agreement. We're going to wing over the village and grab villagers, drop them into the ocean. Whoa. Dude, we don't got to drop them over the ocean. We can fling them. <laughs> oh, then we'll do that. What happened to you, Fenris? <laughs> I lost my god. <laughs> now I'm a fallen cleric, so I don't, I don't heal people. Yeah, everybody knows people. that if you don't have God, then you're instantaneously evil. Yep. Well, don't give up. You got that zealot lady friend of yours. She's building the compound for you. That's probably what this wall is. No, it's going to be a compound of evil. <laughs> but Tooth is like, yes. <laughs> I like the sound of that. I'll hang signs on it saying no. No sad Rohans no. allowed. That I'll still find him like hanging out in the hallway with his collar up. I'm not sad. Foot up against the wall, just pouting around the place. I'm not sad. Fenrith, I have everybody every knows right to sad. be here as you. I'm perfectly happy. I just don't like people. I figured that's a sentiment that at least some people can understand. Yeah, I know, but we also know that if you're an introvert and we're not, we're just going to be like, what's wrong? Yeah, you're going to be, <laughs> you just look sad all the time. I was always okay? this way, though. <laughs> That's why I had my, my nest up in the lighthouse instead mm -hmm. of... But now that there's a new compound of evil, that's all you want to do is hang out there. I think it's because of the <laughs> arcade, though. That's antisocial, not introverted, <laughs> which Rohan is. <laughs> Yeah. Every year he goes to the town festival play and smokes a cigar and laughs at all the inappropriate times. <laughs> That's a taxi driver reference, just in case no one gets what I'm saying there. I think that was taxi driver, right? Or was it the... Uh, I think it was taxi driver. Could be. It's been a few years since I've seen it. It's a De Niro movie. It's, I always see that uh, gif of him doing it. I just remember that he took his... Uh, Girlfriend to the porn. To the... Uh, yeah. Well, not his girlfriend is, is... I thought this is what you watch when you're on a date. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It is nowadays. <laughs> nowadays, it's probably tame. Tech advancement. Well, nowadays, you just watch HBO, and it's basically the same thing as that. Well, you've you know, got a story. not as much anymore. 20 years ago. Uh, 
Right. So with your um, spellcraft, I don't know why it's, oh, okay. So with your uh, spellcraft, you can tell that that is a um, magical effect. Um, you don't, you can't understand more beyond that. It's like, okay. um, it's like if the only, I mean, the best way to describe it is if the only river that you'd ever seen in your life was like the canal behind your house. And then you stood and looked at the Columbia river. Okay. Like you'd say, technically that is a river, but it, but as well, it's so far beyond. Yeah. That's what you're feeling from that. All Um, right. So I cast magic, but that's so magic. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, but you also get the sense, like, as you're, as you're looking at it, you're thinking about it. You're like, uh, if I were to, you think to yourself, if I were to cast, fireball it could blow up the village like you get that sense looking at it right mm. like i get almost feels to you like that's accessible to you okay if that makes sense although you, you know that's like you know the first person to ever see a horse was like i could ride that but how to do it you had no he had no idea until he started trying but yeah he probably got killed by it and that's the same sense that like the whoever tamed these rocks originally i can i can that's ride like that. someone saw it and was like i could ride that and like and that makes sense that you could do that but you know probably that, a lot of them died trying to you, you know, know that's a pretty dang good point right there i never really thought of it that way but like up until then most four-legged things were probably trying to eat us mm-hmm. or gore us you yeah. know so, huh, you know these things they ain't that bad i can ride it <laughs> what makes you think that <laughs> all right so as you're flying above and you re- you're getting closer to home. Let's see, Fenrith, are you here? Yeah. Okay, so Fenrith, uh, you do notice that, you, you know, everybody notices that the village is bigger now. You can start to see more people moving around as you get closer. Um, and then Fenrith, you, uh, Yathlane, Oledark, was the high priestess of the nature temple. And she was the... A tall, slim woman renowned for her beauty. Every, you know, all of the older men in the village all yeah, spent some time having a crush on her. But she was the high priestess of the, the nature temple, which, as you remember, it's like anybody who had any religious leanings, it was towards nature originally. But um, you had had a conversation with her last time that you were in cradle and she had explained to you while you guys were in that labyrinth that she'd had a vision and a dream and that man turned out to be uh Coralon Larethian and he had explained to her that she was tasked with teaching truth to the people of cradle about who their god is right you remember that conversation uh yeah i remember that it happened i don't remember the specifics so. yeah so um as you guys are getting closer, you can see one of the um, changes to the the village is that a new building exists. Um, it's not finished, but seems like almost it is. It's like a large temple made of stone being constructed, and it has that um, symbol of uh, Coralon Larathian, like emblazoned on the front of it, like carved. So when we kind of wing over the village, do people 
act excited at seeing us or fearful? <laughs> what do your eye, elf the, eyes tell you? You know, the crescent the, moon symbol. <laughs> um, anyways, so you noticed that. Um, but so far, uh, Ron, nobody's noticed you yet. You're not close okay. enough yet. I was right. <clears throat> So, Rohan, what you notice is that um, you look to the lighthouse, which is situated pretty close to the home of the heroes. And uh, oh, yeah, it's your favorite perch. Mm-hmm. It's been well, torn it's, down to it's towards build dusk a new now. shit temple. No, it hasn't been torn down, but it's not lit and it should be by now at this time of day. And you guys had arranged, you know, there's always been an arrangement that it will get lit in your absence because it's your duty to keep it lit. And so when you guys have to go somewhere, there's always been an arrangement, but it should be lit by now, but it isn't. So that's what you notice. Um, yeah, so there you go. So as you, as you get closer and finally people do see you, um, a lot of them point um, and people stop to look and you see a few waves, but uh, there's a lot of them that uh, just go on about their business. So don't bother surprise to surprise attack when we snatch them. Look at Justin. He's thinking. He's thinking about it. They haven't lit the lighthouse. It's his first day back. <laughs> and if the village is bigger and there are a lot of people, I don't know, which immediately makes him enemies. Oh, he's already in a bad mood. <laughs> There's going to be lots of people walking in the doors. Yeah, there are more people, which we can't have. <laughs> and the lighthouse isn't going insult yeah. to injury. Yeah. We are the population control, you know. I leave for five minutes. <laughs> That's a dangerous thought there. That's a dangerous thought, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> what else would the heroes do in peacetime? It is our duty to protect the village at any cost. In any way that is necessary. So. I've been saying this for a while. <laughs> yeah. As Graham is often says, if you uh, figure out... Who are the good people and who are the bad people? It should be 51% are good, 49% are bad. Kill 49%. The most good is done. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. All right. It's simple. And Although once we kill those 49%, then 49% of what's left would technically be the bad people now, right? Yeah, that's why you got to keep Which going. Which means, yeah, you got to kill half of what's Ours left. Ours is a and... never-ending battle. <laughs> there can only be one good person left, and then they'll be half bad. Me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cue the marching. Yeah. Time for us to switch and become evil overlords. <laughs> it's not evil if we say it's the law. Yeah. Think about the 51%. As long as we still call ourselves heroes, then nothing we do is bad. It's worked for every one of Brandon's characters. Yeah. Well, we're heroes of the 51%. So even if we're villains, that's a temporary status. There will always be 51% of the population (laughs) that follows us and looks to us uh, as heroes. Simple democracy. In action. Simple. Sorry, Mom, you're in the bottom 49%. You just weren't quite good enough to break that threshold. Oh, did we get to do the balance quote? Balanced as all things should be. (laughs) Unfortunately, I think the only one here who might disagree with this philosophy was Fenrir. (laughs) And he just lost his God. So there goes our moral compass. Whatever you guys say, I just need to tear that stupid temple down. 
I think I just need to get cleaned up and go and uh, pray for a while. <laughs> At this point, I really need someone to heal me a little bit. I can hit you with the old rod of healing. I think it has. <laughs> you need to get that ranged feet that Justin had for his spells <laughs> and just throw the wand. <laughs> the obsidian wand. Could that take actually not ready yeah, to Gramps. test whether or not uh, I can cast spells yet? I have 12 charges left. Graham's pretty beat up, too. We all were kind of beat up. Yeah, but you've, you, if you were Graham, you would be dead right now, Rohan. If, yeah. yeah if I had your awake? hit points, I'd be, I'd be dead. Oh, whoa. All right. So, um, what do you do? We're heading home. Okay. Yeah. So you, uh, you make it to the home of the heroes and you can see that wide, flat area with the separate, areas for your rocks to land in and uh you you know on their own accord bring them you know they land and uh there you go so you can see that um not a lot has changed here there's still that wooden fence wall you know wooden wall around the place and you've got uh, well-tended grounds here you guys remember that um you had got a new steward a guy named Fulwin who um was the new steward of the place and so he seems to be taking care of business as far as the grounds look um you don't see him right now and there's nobody around but uh you the rocks land and you're able to dismount and then um there you go so uh as you approach the door it opens and then you see that guy Fulwin and he's like welcome back my lords <laughs> Um, I've been eagerly awaiting your return. Seems that, uh, much progress has been made on the village, Falwyn. Oh, yes. A lot of, a lot of work has been done to accommodate the new arrivals. New arrivals? Oh, yes. Uh, some time after you left, it's hard to say how much time, because all of us are experiencing an odd sensation when we think of time. Uh... People began to stream in out of the forest to the north, where there didn't, where many of us think there didn't used to be a forest. Um, but they explained that they suddenly found themselves in a forest and they felt compelled to come here. None of them have any memory of what took place before that and where they came from. In fact, a lot of them didn't even remember their names. They had to pick new ones, but... Um, some few hundred arrived. A hundred. Yeah, a few hundred. How long have so, we been gone? A lot of work has been done to accommodate them. New homes have to be built, and uh, a lot of them need to be trained in new jobs so that they can be useful to the community. Um, and it hasn't been easy. I'll say that. Some of them, uh, we, we were very welcome, welcoming to them all. And most of them were quite grace, uh, grateful for it. But some of them, once they'd settled in, um, perhaps the trauma was too much and they decided to be uh, troublemakers. But thankfully, uh, Nazus and his militia have kept the peace quite well. Maybe some would say a little too well. But that's not for me to speak on. That's words. the Minotaur? Yeah, that Minotaur mm -hmm. that you guys had rescued. Well, Looks yeah. like we left the place in good hands then. Yeah, so when you'd left, he'd agreed. He's like, yeah, I'll, 
I'll train up a militia for you guys, um, basically, um, so that there'd be some people able to defend the village. The village was a lot smaller then, but um, but yeah. So apparently he's still there uh, and has been doing what he said he would do. So. And we didn't get shot down, so he at least hasn't openly turned against us yet. <laughs> yeah. I'll wow. bear an inch of still nonetheless. Isn't that just the length of the dagger? <laughs> right. So I, I unsheathed the dagger <laughs> at the mention of his name. Um. I believe Rohan's question was pretty good. So. Yeah, you you mentioned time has been strange. How long have we been gone? It doesn't seem that we've been, at least from our point of view, been gone long enough for this much expansion to have happened. Yeah, uh, well, there's some debate about that. Um, many, many people think that you've been gone two weeks, but many people think that you must have been gone for two years. Hmm. No one can come to an agreement. Uh, but even, even our attempts, some of our attempts to mark the days has been unsuccessful. You know, simple hash marks on a staff don't seem the same as they ought to one day to the next, but that all stopped about a week ago and, uh, things seem to feel normal to everybody now. But, um, it just seems to me that two weeks is not nearly enough time to have built as much as we have. And so... If two weeks or two years are the only two options, then it must be two years. Hmm. I have prepared meals and your rooms, hot baths, of course, been prepared for you. Thank you. Um, where is uh, Nazim? Was it, Brandon? Nazus. Nazus, sorry. Uh, I think Nazim's from Robin Hood. <laughs> I'm not sure where he is right now, but I can send word to have him brought to you if you'd like. He doesn't stay in one place. He just blopes in out of the forest one day, out of the plains the next, and does his training, and then off he goes. He's explained that he doesn't like staying in cramped quarters. Something about his past experiences. Uh, hmm. Being trapped in that room for as long as he was, I would imagine that, uh, or I would imagine that he wanted to get out of here. Yes, um, about if you're able sounds to find good, him. Though. Oh, sorry. And uh, yes, if you're able to find Azus, give word that we'd like to speak with him. If not, perhaps uh, Rohan, maybe uh, one of uh, one other of us will go searching on our rocks to find him later. I'll send word. No doubt the mayor is already on her way here to speak with you as well. Hmm. I'll uh, go in, try to find some food. All right. So as he said, uh, he did prepare meals and uh, not to speak ill of the dead, but he uh, seems to be much better at that part of his job, at least than your previous. He's got this big table set up in the in that uh, large dining room there. Uh, the window's been repaired from when the ravens crashed through it. And uh, um, so he's got this table set up and there's uh, like a feast there that would that would feed you know, three times as many people. Um, and then also, um, as you approach that table, you see perched on one of the chairs, one of the back backs of the chairs, a silver raven. And uh, the cat is curled up on one of the seats, purring contentedly and doesn't seem to care that you exist. Cats. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I will eat a lot because I had to ditch my rations 
or weight to make weight. So a lot of times when I separate it from you guys, I wasn't eating. Except for the bugbears, you sue. That's right. <laughs> but that hardly counts, Casimir. They're so bony and hairy. All right. The rest of you? Yeah, I'll sit down and I'll start eating. I'm just going to gonna... bathe real quick and go to the temple. Oh, yeah, that's not a bad idea. I'm going to transfer the raven to my shoulder and then head to go light the the lighthouse. Okay. Uh, so as you, uh, the raven hops on your shoulder and then you head towards the door and Fallwin's like, sir, uh, is the food not to your liking? Backhand him. I'm sure it's quite well, but the lighthouse should be lit by now. I'm not sure why no one has done it. That's where I'm going. Ah, yes. I meant to speak with you about that. My apologies. The village loves it when the heroes come home. It's my fault, truly. <laughs> uh, although it wasn't my duty to light it, I should have I should have done so realizing that those whose duty it was had abandoned it. What you all must understand is that uh, for some time now, uh, an unexplainable uh, mood has overtaken the people. Uh, many of them just go through the motions of their daily activities as if they can't think of anything better to do. Some have just seemed to have given up entirely and they have no energy or desire. And when I spoke to the layabouts whose job it was to keep this lighthouse going, uh, they simply shrugged their shoulders at me and said they didn't care and I could light it myself if I wanted it lit, which I fully intend to do. So please sit down and I will take care of it myself. You guys have been gone a long time, no doubt through many dangers. and You deserve a good meal and I'll take care of the lighthouse. But uh, Fenrith, you know, you hear that as you're heading towards the steps to go up to bathe. You just hear him say that and it strikes you because that's the same sort of feeling you have. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking as... Uh... Mm. I'll, I'll thank him for the meal, though, and tell him that he's done well in our absence and continue upstairs, though. I'm actually going to slightly change what I was going to do. I'm going to wait till uh, Graham finishes his first couple plates or bowls of food before I start eating to see if there's any adverse effects on him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> okay. So I'll just sit there and I'll pet uh, pet Omen. Okay. I don't think you got to worry, Casimir. Quite clearly, we know who the 49% are, the people who believe in Karlorathian, Kar not a true worshiper of the elements like us. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of worries Casimir that he's that uh, obvious, though. Grant's <laughs> just picking up on it. You're waiting to see if I'm going to keel over and die, aren't you, Casimir? <laughs> I know that look. <laughs> Just hit me with the rod if I do. I see it every time I start trying to pick a, or is it, disarm a trap on a door. If I die, just bring me back. But you're right. I'll check the mill for traps. <laughs> Bear trap in your, in your soup. <laughs> Looks good. Uh, okay. So, Rohan, do you let Fallwin take care of Laya? Um... No, I was going to okay. kind of insist that I would do it. I also want to kind of use it to get a, a, the lay of the land okay. a little bit better. Yeah, so he looks quite crestfallen, but he doesn't put up any more argument. And instead, comes back to the table and starts, you know. Well, I'll pick up on his emotional state and invite him to sit down and eat with us. 
That's very kind of you, sir, but I'm afraid it would not be proper. I insist. Um, I want to tell you about what we were... He pulls a gun. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? Uh, I said no. (laughs) Hit me with the rod, Casimir. I've been killed. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, this is D&D, and that pistol only does 1d10 damage. And it's a com well, it's a full round action. You don't have rapid shot, do you? Dragon, butler, whatever your name is. It's actually full win. This is actually Shadowrun now. Particle projector camera. Oh no. <laughs> uh yeah, so he you know, he he does. Like when you say no, I'd say he sits down, but you can tell it's it's a lost cause because as soon as he does, he sees that, you know, the the plate with the roast duck on it is so he gets up to straighten that and then he says oh you'll need more drink and you know so he's real fussy about it takes his job very seriously i believe that graham has the right of it i too insist that you eat this wonderful bounty that you've prepared with us oh okay yeah i'll wait to see if he starts eating (laughs) yeah no he'll he'll eat okay now i'll start eating (laughs) reluctantly he eats well, actually, you know, when he goes to sit down, like he picks the chair that um, that would have been Rohan's, hmm. and then and then he does take a few bites. But then, as he leans back, he realizes he feels something, and he stands up, and he's that darn Raven is look at what he's done to the chair, or <laughs> you know, and so he's like, I need some walnuts, and he, you know, so but but he does eat some of the food. So Rohan, out you go. And uh, the raven's, like, very happy to see you. You know, he's nuzzling at you and doing that thing and um, seems to be talking to you. And as you move across the grounds uh, and out the gate and head up the path to the lighthouse, um, now it's pretty much moved on to dark. But, uh, you know, you you could take this path in your sleep if you wanted. So you make it to the door. And it creaks loudly as you open it, which is just another sign that it's not being taken care of properly. You know, the the hinges should not creak like that. Um, as you step through, you get cobwebs on you. Um, so, you know, who knows? I mean, they're high, so, you know, maybe the other people are shorter than you. But it just seems like uh, the place has not been tended well. Um, and for more and, and not not for a short amount of time either, but. You can make it up to the steps and go through all the process and get the lighthouse lit finally. And you look around that top chamber up there, and you you know you can see dust on the banisters and the on the windows and stuff. But uh, but you do get it lit. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I'll just be kind of noting mentally that all of these things suggest that we've been gone a lot longer than we feel like we have. Yeah. Um. All right. So Fenrith, you make it up and. Um, you step into your room and it's immaculate. It's been, you know, well taken care of, but it's just how you remembered it. It's just, there's no dust on the floors or anything, but then, uh, you know, you go to that, that, uh, common area upstairs where the large tubs have been set and you can still seal, um, you, you can see they're all full of water, but, um, how he got them all full and still and warm when you got from the time you landed till you walked in here is beyond you because you, <laughs> but he did. So he can see steam rising off of the baths and you're, you know, you're able to sink into one and start washing away the, the grime of the road. 
as it were. Yeah, just the whole time that I'm cleaning, just be replaying that uh, the final moment with uh, Corlon Lorathian getting stabbed in the back, trying to see if I can remember um, if there were any any uh, hints or signs that he might still be alive in it. Okay, put a, a wisdom into the tower for me. What do you do? You think wisdom or intelligence would be the memory hmm. good question um maybe intelligence i don't know most of the noticing stuff would be is wisdom is based wisdom based yeah we'll go with wisdom all right so you sink into this hot water and you start you know going through the motions but you keep thinking over that but um you know it just keeps flashing in your mind that vision over and over but that's what happens for you. Um, and so that's where, um, I mean, depends on how long you want to take a bath for. Um, it's it's not going to be like a super long time. As, I mean, enough to get clean, you know, throw on clean clothes. But at the end of this, I do want to, as I, the way that I picture it is uh, find uh, some resolve that even though Corlon Lorathian may or may not be here right now that I was his chosen. So um, just, you know, find the extra resolve to continue carrying on as if he was here, right? As make mm-hmm. people remember the faith in him. Right. And that's that's going to be my attitude coming out and going to the temple. Okay. And then, Ron, are you going to go back and eat or stay out there in the lighthouse? Um, no, I'll head back to eat. Okay. All right. So as it perfectly happens, Rohan steps back in um, and then sits down at the table. And Fenrith comes down the steps. And as Fenrith gets to the bottom of the steps, the there's a knock at the door. And uh, Felwyn goes and opens it. And then the mayor steps in. And you guys remember the mayor because you've had a lot of conversations with her. But um, you had... But it, you do a double take now because you had remembered, you know, she was like always beautiful, but um, originally she'd been getting up there in age. But over the course of your adventure, people started to just seem to get younger. And that had happened with her. But now it's like, you know, she's like, she could be your age now. I mean, obviously she's a woman. But um, all, all the signs of a, of advanced age are gone now. And um, so she walks in and she's like got a giant smile and she's happy to see all of you and goes to embrace all of you and says, so glad you're back. It's uh, either been too short or too long. I'm not sure, but we are glad to have you back. We could um, we definitely could use your aid now. Please tell me what has happened. I'll look at Fenrith. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll uh yeah, make sure that I'm standing straight my hopefully pristine armor. Um mm-hmm. and I'll relay <laughs> the events as uh now I I can't quite remember did we we went to that island um and then right afterwards we got teleported into that place, correct? We never made it back to Cradle, did we? We yeah. made it back to the rock perch, I believe. Yeah, we never made it back to the town. Yeah, and then okay. uh, 
Angry Mountain exploded and we tumbled through time. Uh, okay. As far as we theorized, I don't know if we actually tumbled through time or if it was just an alternate dimension. Okay, so yeah, I'll I'll give her, excuse me, the uh, the tale from us departing to that uh, to that fortress out in the out in the ocean, and uh, you know that we there was a, a ritual happening there as we managed to stop it, and as we came back. Um, yeah, we saw the mountain explode, and then we woke up somewhere else, and go on to explain the uh, the encounter with the the pointy teeth elves. I don't know what we're actually calling those right now. Um, round ears, Dark pointy elves could teeth. Work. So a little bit different than us. And then the uh, yeah, the orcs were they orcs? I forget. Um, hobgoblins. Hobgoblins. There it is. The hobgoblin monks is rescuing <laughs> and preventing some, another ritual. Yeah, some villagers <laughs> um, preventing another ritual, and then fighting. I mean, for me, fighting fire elementals. I'm not sure if it was different for uh, for any of the other heroes. Um, and then I was falling, caught on or the. Uh, you know, Fenaro luckily caught me as there was dragons was, uh, off in the distance, even more fighting each other. And then we came back. I was uh, not sure exactly how long we were gone. Is it? I'm not going to make mention of uh, of Corlon Lorathian dying, though. Okay. Because, like I said, I'm going to keep that to myself and uh, just try to try to present uh, a. Yeah, strong figure of of uh, as far as the representation goes. Okay, so she listens intently, and um, you know you can see the emotions play on her face as you you go through the whole tale. And she then she looks at each of you in turn, and she's got that warm, like sympathetic mother motherly look that um, you know that speaks of you know sympathy for what you've gone through, and she. Um, she says, that's quite an amazing tale, and I never ceases to surprise me just what you four go through uh, on our behalf out there, and I'm forever grateful. We all had, uh, every one of us had dreams for a month straight, every single night that the angry mountain had exploded, and we would wake up screaming and rush outside only to find that uh, all was well. And so it's odd to hear then that you, you saw it explode. And there's something odd happening with time that I can't quite understand. Uh, I'm sure you've heard by now that there's some odd sensation that most of us have that more time has passed than seems to, or less time has passed. It's difficult to say. Or in your case, that time has worked backwards by 60 years or so. Yeah, it's not just me, everybody. Everybody in the village looks younger now. Mm. Um, but, you know, I I think you know, the more time goes on, the more I read that this just is explained by the fact that we, our people, used to live for a long time. And uh, whatever you're doing out there is putting things right. And, uh, you know, now, now we're just changing to suit the age we actually would be. Mm. But... To the other effects, 
You know, how could we have possibly built all that we've built if it only had been a short time since you've been gone? So it must have been a long time. At any rate, I can say that uh, most people that I've spoken to uh, all agree that a couple of weeks ago, the sensation ceased and now time feels correct to us. I suppose it'll always be a question that can't be answered. But I am once again glad that you're back, and I'm sure that the village would love to uh, celebrate your return as soon as we can arrange it. Uh, there's so many more people now, it'll take time to get it arranged and get the festival ready to go, the celebration, but we shall have one, I assure you. Mm. What, ha what, what will be next for you? But, but don't take that to mean I'm rushing you along. You can take as much time as you need. You've already done so much for us. I believe right now we have no clear and immediate goal, but there are several things that bother me. The storm front is not of a natural means. It's immense magical uh, power going on there. The people coming out of the woods, I wouldn't mind getting to the bottom of that either, even though we could theorize what it is. And I believe we have several loose uh, enemies that might be on Rohan's list. <laughs> that might need to be taken care of to further the safety of Cradle in this island, former island, perhaps. So that is what's on my mind, unless you have more to add to the list, Madam Mayor. Uh, no, I, I have nothing to add to the list. Um, everything has been going quite well here. We it, did have some, some of the new arrivals, uh, for whatever reason, didn't take to our way of living and... You know, they they caused a bit of a disturbance, but... Uh, Any further raids? Uh, no. Any other sightings of boats or... Well... Strange creatures? You know, that's, that's another topic I'm glad you asked about. Um, you know, this land to the west that you're talking about. Um, there have been many reports of some of the hunters and trappers that range the furthest have brought back stories of, of that appearing, although um, nobody had mentioned the storm that you're talking about. Hmm. Nobody could seem to find a way down to explore the area, and or those that could didn't want to. Uh, and of course, there's always stories now coming from, you know, hunters and, and the fishermen can't be corroborated. Some say they've seen large shadows flying across the sky, but when they look, they see nothing there. And um, others speak of people disappearing into the forest. Now, a lot of the hunters talk about seeing something out of the corner of their eye, but when they look, there's nothing there. And they found tracks, but they're not able to follow them back to their origin to determine who they came from. It's hard to say. Could it be some of Nazu's uh, scouts playing pranks on people that wouldn't surprise me um but now, yeah that's did our hunters which i think weren't that many right when we left we were mostly fishermen mm -hmm. so they, they wouldn't range that far west would they uh no no some these are some of the newer people you know since uh when did we have hunters that ranged to the west that far madam mayor well once the new people arrived and, and you know they they all 
got here and we welcomed them, but it quickly became evident people were going to have to find something to do, some way to be beneficial. And some of them seemed to have an affinity for, you know, travel through nature. And so some of them started heading off in that direction, both to explore because it was new to them, but also to see, you know, if that would be an area where they could find game or, or something. Um, and so some of them went off that direction and came back and told us these stories. I, I will say this, some of them disappeared going in that direction. And their companions said that, you know, they were swooped up by, by, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Ba- you know, baby, baby rocks, right? Mm. Which our people, as you well know, we've always known that's a danger mm. traveling in that direction. Well. Now they know it too, but some of them, some of them were taken. But. Well, also as Finrith has, has mentioned with the formation or the, I don't know, the merging of whatever alternate place that Western continent or island, whatever it was. Um, now that that has happened, there are what I can only say is a flight of dragons, mm. several, and they would be prone to snatching up people as well. We're going to need, uh, better uh, means to attack air things that fly as our rocks will not be enough with the numbers we saw if they decide to come this way I think we should put Graham in charge of building scorpions (laughs) (laughs) we're going to come back and there's just going to be a bunch of scorpions not actual like artillery scorpions just real animal scorpions all over the place (laughs) in slings they're throwing them in the air um, and then she says, uh, you know, there is also the matter of the forest that um, now exists where the plane used to be. If you speak to some of the farmers that used to live out there, um, the way they say it, the forest was always there. Only when you talk to them about it, suddenly they get that look in their eyes like they're remembering something. And then, and that's when they say, wait, now that you mention it, there did used to be a grassland here and now there's not. But a lot of work has been done out in that direction. Those farmers, rather than move, just decided to start cutting down trees to clear out some land for for their farm. Has there been any change to the swampland or the haunted mine? Uh, no. The haunted mine, as I understand it, is still haunted. And we desperately need um, to start mining again because with all these people, we're, we're running out of materials. And some of those people that moved to the West that I was just talking about were also looking to see if there was, you know, any potential for mining in the hills over in that way. Um, but we haven't received word back. So we should and, uh, you know, try the and other make thing contact is, with those, those that moved West. Yeah, well, I'm not, and I don't want to sound, um, you know, as if I don't welcome these new people, but I, it seems to me like, a great number of them have um, no problem telling tall tales. So it's hard to say what is true and what's not, because some of them talk about ranging out there to look for, you know, good places for mining, which they say they know without um, being able to explain how they know. But that's true of all of them. And then uh, they told a story of falling down a hole and, None of, you know, some of their companions falling down a hole and never being able to find them. And and the hole was infinitely deep and they, 
no matter how much rope they had, they couldn't reach the bottom. I don't, I don't know what's true and what's not, but, but the mine is not clear. And, uh, I have no, no word on the swampland. It's still there, but if anybody has explored it, then they haven't come back to report what they found secretly. I suspect that Nazus makes his home there. Hmm. But. And just out of curiosity, are all of the people that are showing up elves, or have you seen people of other races as no, well? They're all elves. Okay. I mean, if you look at them, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. You'd think that they lived here their whole lives, besides their demeanor. Well, with the merging of these two timelines, worlds, lands, whatever you want to call it, they may have. And they may have just yes. been separated from the, I guess, the space that we were we were in. Mm-hmm. Just as there probably is some path in which the mountain did explode, but now it has not. They, too, have always lived here, but the, at one point, to us, they did not. Yeah, it's all very confusing, and I'm ashamed to admit that um, I'm not able to wrap my mind around that whole notion. Mm. But um, two people who might be able to shed some light on that, or at least um, speak about it more intelligently, are... Uh, on the council. I can't, let me, I'll look up their name, but you remember when you guys had went to rescue the council and there was the husband and wife, mm, the ones that fought and they were fighting constantly. Well, as it turns out, um, they're quite intelligent and they can, uh, you know, they do like, they make little contraptions and I don't know when this started, but you know, they, they have an understanding that, uh, of of compounds and and you know chemicals and alchemy and they make these little metal contraptions that move around and they speak with some of the new arrivals in these sorts of terms that you are here when talking about time and they speak about it as if though as if they understand it but um, I certainly don't so yes perhaps we will have to pay them a visit okay um, so that was. Um, she is talking about Councilman Almer and Councilwoman Alonzrin Holali. They were the or gr grumpy old couple um, that's on the council. That's who she's talking about. Um, that she says is like they know science and stuff. But anyway, um, yeah. So, what, what, did you have anything else to talk about with her? Nope. The people that have abandon their duties is there a place where they gather or have they just gone their own ways oh yeah there's a fugue that's swept over um it's hard to say when it began everyone has felt the effects of it uh even myself i'm not sure the cause but you'll find people just don't seem to care as they once did you know you can go down some days and you can hear uh, women haranguing their men to get out on the boats. And uh, you'll see fishermen just sitting in hammocks, staring at the sky. And they don't go do any fishing. A lot of work doesn't get done. I haven't, I don't know, I don't know what to do about it. I'm not sure what caused it. But uh, um, I went to um, Yathlani to talk to her about it. Because uh, since the last time we saw you, she's been um, doing quite a lot of work 
telling everybody about Coralon Larethian. And uh, as it happened, as soon as she started talking about it, we all found that at least most of us were, who were willing to admit, we knew exactly what she was talking about and it felt right. And so she's gotten volunteers and she's building the temple and she holds services. And um, I went to her to ask her about this, but she's closed up in her temple and she won't come out, won't speak to anyone. So I have tried speaking with people individually and I've given a couple of speeches and I've tried to encourage people. And it seems like it helps sometimes, but other times um, they just fall back into this depression and I don't understand. It happens even to me, but I have too much responsibility to spend the day um, lazing away in my home. So, so you say that she's locked herself in the temple. How long has she been there? Mm, it seems like at least a month. As, and uh, uh, some days, some days the volunteers come and they continue work. Some days they don't. That's why the temple is unfinished. Well, I thank you for your visit, Mayor, but I must go see to this. And I'll uh, give her a, a bit of a bow and then start to head out that way. Okay. And what would the rest Righteous of... Righteous associ- fire burning in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, she says once again, I'm so glad you're back and happy to see you. Now, I'll start making preparations. We'll have a celebration. You get your rest tonight. Um, and then she leaves. I'd prefer it if there was no celebration. That said, gentlemen, I'm going to go bathe and head to bed. I'll get up and head towards the uh, the bathroom, I guess. Okay. Washroom? What would mm-hmm. it be? Yeah. Well, my plan after uh, mealtime is to go visit the old family, check in with Dad. I would have figured the first thing you'd do is recharge your ring. Yeah, I was resisting that. And then go find, uh, it wasn't Steve, was it? What was the mule's name? <laughs> Philo. 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 Get some answers to some long-needed questions. <laughs> Long-sought answers? Yeah. Come on, mule. Don't make this me power up. impression <laughs> on my head. It fits your hoof perfectly. How could you, Philo? We were friends. Okay, Graham. So you have um, mom and dad, two sisters, um, and uh, you remember where they live because that's where you lived. So you head out to go see them. Yes, but on my way out, as I had just remembered, I'll pull that adamantine dagger from my belt and offer it to Rohan saying, hey, you dropped this. A while back. <laughs> and then I'll leave. Okay. Oh, I thought that my dagger had been turned into blades of grass. What? I don't know what you're talking about. And then I'll leave. <laughs> I'll just Do watch him go my and bluff? nod my... Sure, yeah. Well, I've been training this. My sense motive is horrible, so... Well, it's wisdom-based, right? Should be good enough at that. Yeah, but I have no ranks to it. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, so you believe like, well, it. Thank you, Graham. Well, you I, I've been remember. wondering where this went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, bye. And off I go. Uh, now Rohan is left alone and in peace. <laughs> yeah. I'm 
I'm probably going to head up or grab some tools and whatnot and head up to the uh, top of the lighthouse and start cleaning and repairing my armor. <laughs> well, pretending to repair it anyway, mostly just cleaning off blood and viscera. <laughs> yeah, I like to think that we can measure how long we've been at battle by when we take off our boots, how much uh, <laughs> gore goes flooding out of them. Yeah, at this point, we can't what's sneak. in my boots is probably just jellied blood yeah we can't sneak because it's like when you get your shoes <laughs> yeah maybe that's what my oven boots do is a they just whole, soak up the blood a whole string of intestine is found <laughs> behind your ear when you bathe what yeah oh there's at least 30 feet here <laughs> all right so graham off you go to, um visit your family so yes. it's dark now, and so you know, um, they keep to the same general schedule. Dad will be out with his pipe on the um, porch, and um, you know, your sisters were seven and nine. You're not sure what they are now, based on everybody talking weird about time. But it would still be the age where they would be getting their hair brushed by mom and getting, you know, put into bed. So you make your way out of the gate and down the path and um, over towards that section of the village, which is um, pretty close to where the path begins that leads down the cliffs to the beach. And that you, your house there had a, a pretty good view, at least in daytime, out of the ocean. And so you uh, are, as you walk along, you get those same familiar scents now, the salt water and the fish smell um you can still smell you know cooking going on and you can hear the, the sounds of people in their houses as you walk along and you can see light coming through the windows and uh as you approach um your house you uh you can see its outline in the dark and then um do a will save for me <laughs> fall asleep mid step Burst out crying. Getting better. Start running. Boo-hoo. <laughs> All right, so you feel like a um, like a, a zap in your head, right? And then uh, that, uh, you know, that odd but beneficial dark vision that you got from Bloodtooth, where you could sort of see, like, daredevil vision, kind of. It just suddenly reappears, just pops, pops in, you know, and you can see... So as you look ahead, um, you can see the outline of your dad's shadow on the porch in his rocking chair, and you can see the flare of his pipe. And uh, he doesn't see you yet, but you're walking along, and uh, you feel um, like a sensation within you, that area where blood tooth is. And uh, it's like feels like it's gathering strength, and you can hear over and over, kill him. And you recognize that it's not the, that's not the voice that you've got a good rapport with. That's that <laughs> other voice that, that appeared. Um, the one that didn't like you and didn't feel compelled to do what you said. Um, so anyway, uh, you feel that there now, but uh, you know, the will save was like, you, you can wrestle with blood tooth and make him shut up and do what you want. But um, right now you haven't been able to do that. So he's still just whispering. <laughs> You know, you got this image in your head of just, you know, dashing forward and burying the dagger in your dad's chest, you know, 
horrifying because you don't have any problems with your dad. But no, blood tooth. We gotta stick to the plan. Forty one percent. But it's not forty nine. It's not making you do that. It's just you're not right. able to make him be quiet right now. Well, I'll probably start talking <laughs> because I talk out loud to blood tooth all the time. And uh oh, now blood tooth. <laughs> oh, not you. Be quiet. What is going on with everybody? You got Fenrith running out in a some sort of murderous look on his face. You got Rohan being Rohan. And you got uh, Casimir. And I quote, I would prefer to have no celebration. And with that, good night. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody else is being kind of weird. So I'm, I'm like saying that out loud. I don't know if that catch, catches my also, father's attention. <laughs> you might have the inkling that I was waiting to see if the food was poisoned by watching you eat. <laughs> Yeah, so as you walk, you know, as you continue walking and you're saying this stuff, um, you can see your dad, but you can tell that he can't see you, but his ears, you know, his head comes up and he's looking into the darkness, but he's like, someone walking through the dark, talking to themselves, that's got to be my boy. <laughs> Roll high. That you, Graham? Yeah, dad. Welcome. How are you doing? I'm well, son. Come on up. And so you can see him reach forward and he's like... <laughs> turns on a, a lantern you know or you like you can see him fiddling with a lantern and then it lights up and bathes the porch in uh light and you can see him there on his rocking chair and he's got a smile on his face but he still doesn't see you yeah well i'll walk up does graham <laughs> hear a, a ring wraith uh screech in his mind as that present uh Re it's Graham doing the ring rates <laughs> receipts from the light. <laughs> yeah, and your dad's like, "Why are you screaming like that?" <laughs> I, can't I learned it. it on an adventure. Was, uh, Just so excited. Someone out in the darkness uh, screeching like a wild animal. That's got to be my boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so how's he looking? Uh, so he's still undeniably your dad, but the same effects have um overtaken him like he's younger now you know um now just just based on the whole um age you wouldn't be able to tell he's much older than you that hasn't changed the other aspects so he's still you know he's got the gnarled um seemingly oversized fisherman hands no and he's still got the same bow to his legs and the you know the same hunched to his back and the corded muscles and the uh, sun-darkened skin and uh, some of the creases at his, like in his, like on his forehead, they're still there, you know. So he's definitely your dad. But, you know, his scruff is darker than it used to be. And um, he seems to stand a little straighter than he used to. Uh, but still, he's definitely your dad. Elements, dad, you're looking good. Yeah, so like he... um you know, he's not the overly affectionate type, if you remember. You know, he had trouble with you um, after your injury. Not in a, like, where he was, like, mean to you or... Be but he did lose his patience with you. But he's also, yeah. like, a handshake is the best greeting for... You know, <laughs> so he puts his hand forward and shakes your hand and he said, Goodness, lad, you do too. Look at this armor. You look like a... Look like you mean business, son. How have you been? I do mean business. I kill indiscriminately now. 
Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's that voice I, in your head. I should just roll with whatever when you guys do that. <laughs> like dagger voices or something. That's what I said. Uh, yeah, I, well, we've gone through quite a lot, I think. Uh, some of it's getting kind of foggy now, but I am doing pretty good. How's the how's my sister's doing? He's like, well, you have a seat there. Pull out a pipe, and I'll get your ma. She'll, you know, skim me alive if I don't let her know you're here right away. And so he, you know, opens the door and he shouts in, you know, and uh, then you, you know, your mom <laughs> comes out and she's got her apron and she's like straightening her hair. But same thing for her. Like she looks your age now. And, uh, you know, she's got a big smile and she comes and does the mother thing. She was always um, very affectionate with you. So the big hug and the kisses and, oh, you are you eating? You're not eating enough. You Careful, know? mom. I'm as sharp as the edge of a knife now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, things are a little different when you're out on the adventure. <laughs> Lots of fun happens out there. Are you still seeing in, in your daredevil vision? Is all the uh, yeah. tender spots you could so, so strike? Just all these arterial pulses going through their bodies. <laughs> yeah, you do. I mean, you're you do sweating. That. Are you okay? <laughs> I mean, you you can sort of like you've gained enough control that you can can you know turn it off if you want a little. Yeah, it's still. But, uh, yeah, so she's doing that, and, uh, you know, you're not eating enough, and what is this armor? It's, like, too heavy. And then you hear, like, the sounds of thumping feet, and your two sisters come bursting out, and they're laughing and giggling. And, you know, they're dressed in their nightgowns, but they come up, and they're, like, you know, asking you a million questions. And, you know, like the youngest one, like has no impulse control so she tries to pull your dagger out of your belt and you gotta slap her hand away don't, and be like don't, no, don't touch, touch that sharp well hold on i got something for you and i'll pull out oh, the to get dwarven adamantine so i'll pull out the uh to rohan <laughs> <laughs> your, your sleight of hand was so good he thought he, he actually had it in his hand and it just went back up the sleeve he sheathed it back yeah uh no so all i have left on me is the dust of appearance so uh what this dust does is if you come across something invisible throw it on the thing that you can't see and then you'll be able to see it like the things that live under your bed they're real. All right, yeah, so you, you hold that out, but um, almost unnaturally quick, your mom snatches it. She's like, just what I need is my girls throwing dust all over my house. No, thank you. <laughs> and she gives it back to you, and she's like, they don't need any anything to get them into more trouble. Now, you girls get on out. It's bedtime. You get in bed right now. They're like, but mom, I want to talk to Graham Graham. Well, he'll still be here tomorrow, and you can talk to him then, but you need your blah, blah, blah. Will so, any of us be here tomorrow? She shoes them away and gets them inside, but... I'll be here tomorrow, but will you? They won't be. Uh, but anyway, uh, then you got your mom and your dad there. Uh, yeah, so I will... Um, I'll just answer any of the questions they have to the best of my ability. Just give your name. Your status as a hero <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> My name is Graham. I am a hero of the sea. But I am kind of curious uh, about 
trying to pay closer attention to the nonverbal communication to see if there's something off about them as well, because it seems like everybody just seems a little odd. Okay, so um, as it as it happens, they don't have the questions that you m- m- might have thought. Like, you know, your mom doesn't ask you like where have you been or what's been going on, but she's more questions like, you know, are you doing okay? Are your friends doing okay? Are they treating you well? Are you eating it? All that stuff. Your dad doesn't have, you know, surprisingly, your dad doesn't have any questions. He's just sitting in his chair with his pipe, but you do notice that he's like, he's looking right at you. All of his attentions on you as he puffs on his pipe, but he doesn't pester you with any questions is he wound up Um, tighter than a spring no he doesn't seem wound up at all (laughs) he seems pretty calm but uh you don't detect any of that on them like that that fugue state or the depression you don't detect that well but but your dad notices that that you're looking at them as if you want to see something and so he's like what's on your mind son because he could always read you pretty good yeah well, uh, people in the village seem a little odd. Uh, maybe it's just because I've been gone for so long, or it feels like so long. Yeah, a mood has uh, o- overtaken them, that's for sure. It's worse some days than others, uh, but you'll find none of that here, because being sad <coughs> doesn't catch any fish. <laughs> and that's your dad. It's, right. it's as simple as it needs to be for him, so... Well, I will relax at seeing everything's normal here. Uh, so, did I miss dinner? <laughs> uh, nope. Your mom, she's like, of course not. Come on in. And she'll, you know, she starts producing food as if by magic. And your dad comes in and stokes the fire. And you can see that your sisters are like peeking out of their room, you know, <laughs> trying to <laughs> eavesdrop or whatever. But yeah, you don't detect any of that with them. Um and they, they seem as, you know, especially dad is as he always was and always will be until the end of time, right? if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, then that's my plan uh, is just to spend the time with them until I start getting drowsy and then I'll wander back to the home of the heroes. All right. Do a uh, will save? <laughs> I immediately well, put it trust. in the tower. <laughs> Ooh. All right, so you're you're in the chair there, um, and as if you hadn't been gone facing certain death innumerable times, when it's bedtime for your dad, he just says good night and goes to bed. He's got to be up early because you know um, early is the best time for fishing. So he goes to bed, and your mom stays up a little while longer, and she's you know constantly trying to give you food and and ask after your well being. And so you're intending to, you know, stay there until you get pretty tired and then stumble on back home. And uh, before you know it, uh, you have the vague sensation that uh, of a blanket being put over you and, and then you fall asleep there in that chair. Night, Rohan. Don't let the <laughs> mountain lions bite. <laughs> or was it a cougar? What was it? Yeah, like a jaguar or something. Okay, uh, and then uh, Casimir, yeah, a, you went up to take a bath. Jaguar mm-hmm. or panther. <laughs> All right, so you sink down into this bath, and you start, you know, 
doing a bath and you know you're pretty tired but um am i gonna have to try to not drown no (laughs) no um no but there you are alone so um what would you like to do in a bathroom with wild cats (laughs) nothing wrong with that just yeah omen is in there um not paying attention to you but you know she is in that room sleeping contentedly on a chair you know yeah. I like to think that it's up on the rim of one of those uh, wash tubs, like pawing into it, and then a fish paws out a fish. <laughs> well, yeah, like for the most part, I'll just bathe, like, efficiently. <laughs> okay, and then after? I'll probably, uh, I'll probably go bug Rohan. I'll go over to the lighthouse and uh, smoke my pipe. And I won't necessarily talk to him. I'll just kind of... So to stand up on the lighthouse and look out over the ocean off my pipe. Yeah. You'll probably see me working on my armor and trying to sew myself up from some of the massive wounds that I have right now. Mm. All right. So, yeah, you guys are in the lighthouse there, keeping each other company. Graham is sleeping in his parents' living room, rocking chair. And uh, Fenrith, you're making your way to the temple. So, you know, you walk through the village and the central parts of it are just as you remember. I mean, all the additions, you know, went to the periphery. So this central path that walks along the meeting hall and, um, you know, you can look to the side and see houses of the council members that you pass. And then, you know, it's certainly not perfectly flat ground. There's a lot of, you know, steps carved into the rock that go down and. But um, generally, things are as you remember them as you move through the center of the village, uh, which is more town size now. Um, but then you make your way over um, in a southerly or a northerly direction, and you get pretty close to a part of the ground that drops off into the forest below. And that's where this temple's set up. And uh, this is a stone building. Um, and you can see that it's very well made. You can't think of anybody that you knew before that, that advertised uh, any sort of skill with cutting stone, but whoever's been doing this has done a good job, um, because they fit together really well. And it's a broad building, probably about twice as big as the council meeting hall, the, the town hall, which was the largest building in the village before with the exception of the hero's home. Um, so that's actually a better, it's probably about twice as big as the home of the heroes. And, uh, and it, you know, it goes up 30 feet or so, and it's got that symbol emblazoned on the front. And then there's the wide double door, thick oak wood and steps leading up to it. And you can see on the grounds around it that there's plans for the future, um, because it's been cleared away and it's been leveled and, you're not sure what the plan is, but there definitely is some plan. And you don't see any light coming from inside that building. Um, there's some windows on it, but they're boarded up now. The glass hasn't been put in yet, so you're not seeing any light coming in. But you you walk up those steps, and um, the door's not locked. So you can push them open, and you you walk into a really large chamber just like you'd imagine any sort of church to be. This is where all the seating will go. And then there's the, uh, you know, place for the 
whoever is seeing to the ceremony, a little platform, and there would be, you know, a place for them to stand and give their oration. But um, that's what you see there. And there's a door, you know, on the back wall. And based on the way this building looked from the outside, you could tell there's enough room on the back for there to be a, a hallway or a staircase or something. But you don't see anybody in there right now. All right. And I, for some reason, I always forget what her name is. What is the name of the, the priestess? So her name was Yathlani. Let me put it in the chat so you can remember. So if I, like, I'm, I'm going to kind of search myself as far as uh, where I would normally feel Corlan uh, Lorathian. Do I feel anything being in here? No. No, you don't. Okay. So I'll, I'll call out for Yathlani to... Uh, make herself known. All right. So there's no answer. I mean, you can hear your voice echo in this room. It doesn't have any of the furnishings or tapestries that might cut down on that when it's complete. So it just echoes through and nobody answers. Um, yeah. So nobody, nobody answers you. All right. As, uh, <laughs> this is going to be f more for theatrics than anything, but, uh, I'll use my ring to cast daylight on uh, a, an altar or the altar in there. And then uh, I'll start going to search as that way. If anybody can see it, they'll see that uh, the temple is bright as day, hopefully giving them faith that Corlon okay. Lorathian has not abandoned them. A false and hollow miracle. Hey, All right. So, yeah, this you is cast why that. he chose me for lies and deceit. <laughs> You can feel the light, you know, you can see the light spread to all the corners. And then when you do that, you can see that, um, you know, there's like some dust and stuff. No, It's hard to say when the last time anyone was in this particular room doing work. But um, but you can definitely tell there's nobody in there, at least in this chamber. And you call out and you don't get any response. Yeah, I'm going to go searching because weren't those catacombs beneath this place as well? What, which catacombs? As uh, I thought that uh, we were building this on some catacombs that were here. I could be wrong. Maybe that was just where she was before. Mm. Actually, yeah. Now that now that you mentioned that, that's right. Let me look. There were some. There were some caves down here uh, that no you hadn't ever explored before. But but yeah, there are some. But as you um, so yeah, you don't know what it looks like in there. Okay. Well, I'm going to start exploring for her as uh, calling out. Okay. As I'll, I'll, uh, if I need to, I'll cast daylight on myself as well. It's not my armor. That way I can see. Okay, so you go um, through that door, and uh, and as you thought, you know, you we walk through it, and, and uh, there's a staircase leading up and then a door up there. And through there in the room, um, or it goes up. Sorry, it goes up quite a ways um, because that 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 main chamber is actually pretty high ceiling. So, you know, you go all the way up to above that ceiling and there's a door and then you go in and there's a, you know, a hallway with doors on either side. And this would obviously be for, you know, living quarters of you know, people that would take care of the temple. But um, you can tell which room is hers at the very end. Um, because the rest of the doors are covered in dust and 
there's footprints leading to hers and it's not covered in dust but you can see some light coming in underneath it too as well okay so yeah i'll i'll make my way over there and i'll i'll give it a firm knock and wait for a reply uh yeah so you knock on it and you hear a voice say come in so i'll step in and that uh with that daylight spell still going Mm -hmm. all right so the door you open the door and you step in and you can see a perfectly generic um living chamber you know with a, a simple bed and a dresser with a mirror on it and there's a window that's boarded up right now and a chair and some a wardrobe and some chests and then yathani sits um She's like on her knees, like praying at the bed and, uh, she's dressed in her robes and they used to be like nature theme, but she's had some made that are like this symbol of Coralon on it. And, uh, you look at her and she's the same effects of, uh, are evident with her. She was always like the beautiful woman, but now it's like so much more so, um, because you know, all the effects of age are gone now, and she looks, you know, like you imagine a beautiful elf would look. But um, despite that, you can tell that she's in distress because, you know, hair's out of place and, you know, there's dark circles under her eyes and, you know, fingernails are a little longer than they normally might be. Things like that. She's just not um, taking care of herself. Her robe is wrinkled stuff like that but she looks up and she sees you and her eyes get wide and you can tell that she's happy to see you and she's like oh thank Coralon, you're here tell me do you feel it as well as i feel i feel his absence but i do hold hope that he is still there as we must not give up faith uh then what shall we do well for the moment we've got to set things right and I'll kind of eye, you know, the robe and, uh, you know, just her, her out-of-place appearance. Says we, we need to still continue to work on the temple as we, we were his chosen. So we have, to, we have to bring those that have lost their way back to his light. Okay. So, yeah, she looks at you and, and it's like, you don't need to convince her. She's immediately starts nodding and she's like, you're right. Absolutely. You're right. And, uh, and thank you. And I'm glad that you've returned and we must spread the word and we must encourage people and in the worship of Coralon, our worship will bring him strength. And in return, he'll bring us strength. And, um, thank you. As, we'll uh, set this right immediately. I will ask if I can join her in prayer there as, yeah, yes, please. Yes, of course. Let us pray together. So, um, you know, for for her, it's a little different than it is for you. And you understand that, like, um, there's different rules for you. You know, in real life, you know that there's a difference, like for a cleric versus a, you know, just a gen, you know, a worshiper or whatever. But, um, you know, for her, the prayer that... Um, that you're thinking of, that she's thinking of, if we're gonna, if she's, if she's gonna follow this path with you of being excited instead of being despondent, then it's a, a dance in the forest. So, you know, she's like, "Come with me, and um, you know, we'll go out to commune with Coralon together, 
and there's um you know some some trees back towards the village uh, that she takes you to and this is the place where you know people can feel as if they're in nature and can commune with Coralon, you know. Well, singing dances so. and some song, you know, he is he likes singing and dancing. So, you know, for you it wouldn't be out of place for you to do the same sorts of things that you do in the morning when you're praying for your spells or whatever. But for her, you know, she's doing an elf song and dancing and stuff. But that's I, basically what happens there. I I think that takes me back more towards the the early days um before I knew the name, you know, when it was yeah. just the elements. So I don't yeah. have any problem mm-hmm. joining in with that because okay. a, as I know now, this Corlon Lorathian is in all of nature and in ourselves. Right. He's also was it a bard? <laughs> so yeah. song and music, dance would all be in his but also war. It seems like she's neglecting that. There's multiple ways to dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, with your mace. <laughs> or sword, I guess. Yeah, I mean, uh, um, you know, like working sword forms is another way. You know, it's like a, a mix of a dance and a, a martial, but whatever. So you've got the idea. So that's what you guys are working on. And um, she's got a beautiful voice, of course, and it's soaring through the trees and um, into the night as, as you guys... Uh, do this ritual together and then put in the tower. Um, let me check. Well, you know what? I'm sorry. You, you cut out for just a second. What did you want in the tower? Yeah. Hang on one second. I'll, okay. I'll make up my mind on it. Um, put probably uh, concentration, right? That's yeah. Put concentration in there. Okay. And then why is it doing that? All right. So you guys are going about this and, uh, you know, any sort of activity like this that that mixes motion and artistry with, um, you know, religious uh, trappings um, has the same effect that you lose track of time. So it's hard to say how long you've been doing this. But um, but as you're going about this, you get that flash ever so briefly in your head of Coralon being stabbed again. That one that's been playing through your mind constantly since it happened. You know, you see the dagger burst through his chest and you can see the shock on his face and the color start to drain. Um, but this time it has a little difference to it. And as the vision comes to an end and you can see him start to slump over, you're looking at him and it seems to you like just before it uh, fades away, he gives you a wink. Um and that's where we'll stop for the day. All right. Nice. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Brandon. Careful, John. Coriolan also has uh, had a female form. He's got <laughs> for that booty. <laughs> yeah, that's true. This has been a Death Watch production. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.